and welcome to Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins. This is the day the Lord has made. And this is episode number 51 of Shady Grove Radio. We have been talking to the Brysons. You guys are coming to our church, I hear, at Shady Grove. We are, and very soon. And very. Do you know when? When's going to be your first Sunday? To be a team in ministry is uh, it's just it's a wonderful combination. Yes, I play the piano or the keyboard, and I sing alto or soprano, depending on whichever Scott tells me to sing, usually. Oh. She is always willing to jump in. Oh, wait a minute. I left out something. Tell me about your kids. I wondered if that would come up. Amelia is 11, and Alistair is 10. And that's really uh, a wonderful story of God providing because they're adopted. Quick, rapid process. We found out in January about them, and then by February we had met them, and by March they had moved in, which if you know anything about the foster system, that's a very fast pace. And we look on that and we just say the answers was because Amelia and Alistair were coming our way, and God knew that we needed to be in Kannapolis for them. For that time. Mm-hmm. Amelia is silly and very kind-hearted, and especially to really old people. Laura's grandmother, who's, you know, getting on up in her 80s. Amelia just adores her. Oh, That's wow. true. That's Amelia. <laughs> now, Alistair is just a little fireball. He has tons of energy, is going constantly from sunup to sundown. He's hilarious. He loves Legos. He loves Nerf. He loves to be outside and run. He has a great sense of humor. They both really like to read. And then after uh, I graduated from high school, I went to Southern Wesleyan University. I majored, uh, majored in music education. Thankfully, the Lord saved me from going down that road. Um, I wouldn't say I met Scott there. It was not a wonderful first meeting. We started dating end of my junior year and and then through my senior year. You should know the date of that. Well, actually, yes. We started dating on April Fool's Day. Uh-huh. She told me, she said, if this is a joke, I will kill you. If you started dating on April Fool's Day, you'll fit in very well at Shady Grove. <laughs> there, there's all kinds of things you could probably read into that. There is that, that when you got married, you got on one knee, Scott, and proposed? Yes, I did. And you said yes, Laura? Well, this is going great. I looked at the ring and I was about to put it on and he took it back. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it did not go as planned. No. Memorable, but for not necessarily the right reasons, perhaps. (laughs) Well, being an insurance guy, I'm thinking, did you lose the ring? Well, tell me about the kid. Tell me about Amelia. How How would you describe her? Um, Amelia is silly and very, very kind-hearted, in, especially to uh, really old people. She loves grandparent-age people, loves them. Uh, she also loves babies. Mm-hmm. Um, she she is very... We, maybe we should say great-grandparent-age people. Should I do that? <laughs> yeah. She likes both. She does. She but does. In, in particular, I say that because... Laura's grandmother, um, who's, you know, getting on up in her 80s. She, Amelia just adores her. Oh, That's wow. true. Yeah. And uh, Amelia has sort of a natural nursing tendency. Mm-hmm. If someone is sick or sad, she wants to soothe and comfort. 
Um, she loves, loves unicorns. Oh, okay. Unicorns, everything. Everything unicorn. <laughs> everything <laughs> unicorn. Um, and she's also probably the worst sweet tooth I've met in a while. Mm-hmm. The girl can go to town on any dessert. Oh, so boy. You have to be careful with the candy and the desserts because she loves it. She also enjoys baking, mm-hmm. which is associated with that. She made her own birthday cake. Oh, wow. She didn't have to, but she wanted to. She decided it needed to be a three-layer cake with three different flavors of cake. So We had so much we had so much cake. cake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we had so much cake. <laughs> so, yes, that's Amelia. <laughs> now, Alistair is just a little fireball. Um, he has tons of energy is going constantly from sun up to sundown um he's hilarious he loves pokemon he loves legos he loves nerf he loves to be outside and run and do active things he has a great sense of humor he's also really smart they both they both really like to read, which I'm not sure they've always liked to read. But with us, the two of us are very avid readers, which is probably no surprise for me. But Scott loves to read, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we particularly like fiction. So we, we've kind of made a rule that you have to read fiction at night or your Bible. You can choose, you know, either the Bible, which is not fiction or fiction. And <laughs> good clarification. Those are, you know, but those are the only choices. You can't look at picture books. You can't read um you know, like little nonfiction articles, uh, because I wanted them to help develop that imagination. Yeah. And so now they're very into reading, both of them. We are talking with Scott and Laura Bryson, Pastor Scott Bryson, coming to Shady Grove as our worship pastor and his wife, Laura, along with Amelia and Alistair, their two kids. You just heard so much about them. Next, we're going to be hearing something uh, about Scott and Laura sharing some areas of personal pain and things they've struggled with and how God led them through a very dark and difficult time in their life. That coming up after this message. We are getting closer and closer to Christmas morning. We have 15 days until Christmas. This time of year can be filled with happiness, but the holidays can also cause sadness and depression. But if you're a person who finds this time of year anything but joyful, you are not alone. What is surviving the holidays all about? What we will be talking about is helping people through the holidays that have lost loved ones. The holidays coming up are just stressful. One of the ladies, she makes the comment that she wishes she could go to bed the day before Thanksgiving and wake up January 2nd. She'd had a loss of a spouse. The surviving the holidays is a time for just a two-hour session. We can pinpoint tips, ideas given to help people through the holidays. The first one is, why is the holiday so, so difficult? That's one of the things we'll talk about, how to plan for the season. Drive separate. That's my plan. So if something happens, I can leave if I if I need to. How to deal with the holiday invitations, being invited to parties and she wasn't included in certain things or she felt odd because she wasn't a couple anymore. So you, you have a plan. You know how to deal with those holiday invitations. And so this is about getting through the holidays. You know, I, I guess you don't get over the loss of someone, but you do, you do get through it. 
and you learn to manage it, and this is all part of that uh, yes. during the holidays. Yeah. Shady Grove presents Surviving the Holidays on Saturday, November the 6th. Space is limited. Sign up at shadygrove.net forward slash grief share or contact the church office. What's been the spiritual journey through the last three, four years here? We really struggled with um, infertility issues, and that was a really difficult, Mm -hmm. it was about seven years worth of time where we didn't feel a lot of movement from God. It wasn't that he wasn't there. It was just not clear. And we struggled with lots of different infertility issues, and we tried multiple avenues. Doctor's visits, um, all, all kinds of tests, and just always dead ends. Yes. And there were, I wouldn't call it a faith crisis, but it's one of those times where you're at a low point, and you're just not sure what's the, you know, what's the next step. Yeah. And, and saying, you know, God, we're, we're serving you. We believe we're doing what you want us to do. Why, why is this not happening? Why are these prayers not being answered? Good question. So we were going with the intention of adopting an infant. And so we went through, you know, some of the intro classes and all that kind of good thing. And then we, we, discovered during that process that domestic infant adoption can cost up to about $40,000. Wow. And uh, that's that's not something that people think about a lot when they think about adoption, but it can, it can be very, very expensive. We said, okay, God, well, maybe you're wanting us to try this foster thing. And that was very scary because a lot of times the children that you know who are from foster care have a lot of needs. And as a school teacher, I've had a lot of um, interaction with those students. Oh, yeah. uh, we, have a, we have a children's home orphanage in our districted area. And so we, we have lots of students going through similar situations. And that, that frightened me. Um, plus, I, I've read some of its research. My, my master's is actually in counseling. Um, and I had read so much research about what happens in the formative years that it it was really a huge act of faith and a real struggle for me for the entire time we were even in these classes to make sure this is what God was calling us to do and that I was on board. Um, Scott was on board very early on, but <laughs> usually that is the usual that, trajectory for us. Yes. <laughs> usually Scott is on board and it takes a lot more convincing for me. Um, and, but once we got into the program, we just had a conviction very specifically about siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very close to my brother and um, Scott and Nathan have a good relationship and we both just couldn't, fathom after all the trauma you go through in foster care to lose your sibling as well. So we, Amelia and Alistair are brother and sister. Correct. They are. Yes, yes they are. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they do actually, um, they have a younger brother. His name is Austin who for a variety of reasons, um, it was, it was decided that it would be best for them not to be placed together, but they're still in contact with him. And, um, and still keep up with him. 
So that's been uh, something good. But we're we're praying for him that he'll be able to get the right the right placement and right family for him as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, we will we'll pray to that end too. His name is Austin. And so I think that's sort of where God led us to. And they had told us if you're willing to take more than one and to take siblings, then it could move quicker. Well, and I don't. I think we underestimated mm-hmm. what yes. they meant by that. <laughs> so, who, who got the call? I mean, how did you know this was? Uh, uh, did they call you? Did they stop by your house and say, "Hey, we've," uh, you know? Yep, we had we had our um, our adoption worker. She gave us a call and said uh, the interesting thing was she was actually working with another family for Austin. And so that's how she found out about Alistair and Amelia. And she called their social worker back and said, Hey, I think I've got the perfect family for Alistair and Amelia. I would, you guys be willing to meet them? So that's how that all worked out. Now, Austin's placement there didn't work out, but it's, it's what led Alistair and Amelia to us. And so, yeah, that was, that was an exciting moment when, when we got that call and, um, I think I was able to get Laura in on a, a three-way call on that so that she could tell us all about them. And, wow. Yes, I think I, I think I was at school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then they they just have a few pictures, you know, they can send you. Um, but then when we finally got to meet them, it was a weeknight, and we went down to a McDonald's in University City, which is the University of Charlotte, University of North Carolina at Charlotte area, and uh, met, a, met them in a McDonald's. Where there was a play place. Yes. <laughs> because Alistair needs to get all the energy out. Yes. They, you know, we were, we were walking in just a bundle of nerves and they were a little nervous too, but they took it, they took it out on the play place. So <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had to call their, uh, their, the lady they were living with at that point later and apologize because we gave the milkshakes before we sent them home. Oh yeah. I'm sure probably just sugared them up. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the way you do it. Yes. <laughs> well, let me wrap up with this then. I, and I know you're going to have a time to speak to your folks at, at uh, Kannapolis first. If they were all listening tonight, what would you say to your, your friends, your dear friends, the people you've been there with for all these years? What would you say to them uh, as you leave? Uh, sure. I would just tell them, um, first of all, thank you so much for Number one, uh, waiting for a guy fresh out of college. They waited a year for me to come on staff there and invested in me and gave me chances to learn and to grow. They uh, have loved on me and my family. They've become family in their own right. And we love them all very, very much. And it was a very difficult decision to leave. I'm sure. Um because like I said, they, many, 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 many of them have become like family. So we will always be very grateful to Kannapolis First and those those people who have loved us as their own. I would echo what Scott said. They embraced me while we were still engaged. Even before I was officially his wife, they welcomed me. They accepted me, especially <clears throat> the women of the church of all ages have encouraged me, have a sort of adopted me because our families were not there and they have really provided for us at different phases in our life, friendship, 
guidance, support, love, uh, encouragement, and and I'm I will always be grateful for their influence. What you say is very believable, very believable. What a wonderful place um, Kannapolis First is, and yes, a wonderful right. place Shady Grove is. Yes, and we're looking forward to that very much as well. And yeah, let me just say on behalf of Shady Grove, welcome to Shady Grove Radio. Welcome to Shady Grove Church. You do need to learn how to say it properly. The the name oh. of the of the little town there. Mm. It's not Colfax. <laughs> it's Colfax. It's spelled C A W F A X. Colfax. And it's good to know. Yes. If you say Colfax, they'll know you're from out of town. Exactly. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us tonight on Shady Grove Radio. And we look forward to talking to you more in the future. We look forward to meeting your kids. And we look forward to having you guys as part of the Shady Grove family. Thank you so much. We can't wait to be there. All right. You guys have a wonderful evening. And that's all the time we have now for Shady Grove Radio. This is episode number 51. Scott and Laura Bryson, Pastor Scott and Laura Bryson, their children, Amelia and Alistair coming to be a part of our Shady Grove family. Thank you for listening to Shady Grove Radio. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us today on Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins, and if you have any questions about anything you heard on Shady Grove Radio today, send me an email, dan at shadygroveradio.com. Dan at shadygroveradio.com.